0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville students podcast. This week, Dallas Greenaway answers the question, am I good enough? We look at Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 to find the answer. We hope you enjoy the message. Uh, It is good to see you guys again. This is week two of our Distinct series. So if you missed last week, uh, we kind of had to have this discussion in here, right? It is Distinct not extinct. Alright, do you guys remember that? Some people were like, uh, when we threw out, hey, what's the definition of distinct? You were thinking extinct, talking about dinosaurs and different things like that. So, we're going to throw up the definition of distinct one more time. We might do this every week now, but remember, distinct means recognizably different in nature from something else of a similar type. So, the things that make certain things stand out from others. So, the things that make people stand out from other people and makes us distinctly different. Uh, Last week we started talking about uh, the things that make our faith stand out from other faiths and other religions and we were reading and looking in the book of first or the book of John the first chapter and we saw that Jesus might be the biggest thing that makes our faith distinct from other faiths he is both fully God and fully man nobody else could claim that and today we're going to talk about something that Jesus offers us that is distinct or different from every other religion that every other religion offers us um, but before before we get there, we're going to start uh, by kind of hammering home this distinct idea. Things that are different from, from other things of the same type. So here's part of what I mean. It's kind of like puppies, right? What kind of puppies are these? might know? Golden Retrievers. Really good. So Golden Retrievers have some different features. They are uh, colored differently. Maybe you can tell by the shape of their ears or even uh, their heads to some extent. Like what, what kind of dog they are. Aren't those cute? Does anybody have a Golden Retriever? Anybody? Man, I miss. You guys have Golden Retrievers? So sweet, I miss miss our Golden Retriever. We had a Golden Retriever, his name was Buddy. We didn't name him that. I know that's like a pretty common name for a dog and Golden Retrievers, but um, man, we loved Buddy. Uh, golden Retrievers are really different from this next type of dog. They're, they are distinct from this little guy. Does anybody know, apparently, this is not as common as I thought, and maybe I shouldn't have known by the name of this dog. Does anybody know what kind of dog this little puppy is? No, close. What doodle? What'd you say? Going going retriever. That's a great uh, thought. <laughs> yes, a white, a white puppy is he my one? Last try. It's not a Maltese. It is a Bichon freeze. Okay, I know like a ton of people that have these. Do you have one? Your family does. Okay, maybe that, I was thinking about your family and thinking about some other families I know that have them, but this is a little puppy, Bichon Fries. They don't get very big. They're pretty small dogs, but if you knew this breed of puppy, you could tell that, well, you can tell anyway that it's very different or distinct from Golden Retrievers, and both Golden Retrievers and Bichon Fries are very different from this next dog. Look at that happy little guy. See, I knew. Everybody likes puppies, right? What kind of dog is this? Somebody knows. What'd you say? A beagle? Yeah, it's a, a Jack Russell Terrier. That's not really the same thing as a beagle, is it? Maybe, no, I think they're different dogs. I'm not a big like dog uh, aficionado, but a Jack Russell Terrier, it, th- that's what this little little puppy is. Uh, gosh, isn't he cute? He looks so happy. What do you think he's saying right there as he's running across the, the open field? What'd you say? I will get you? That's really creepy. Okay, this, this uh, picture has taken a dark turn. The puppy is now... A murder puppy. Okay, so, and all these dogs are different from this next dog. Oh, just kidding. That's just kidding. That's just Pikachu. Just Pikachu. Just Pikachu. He's not a dog. So, But those, those three dogs, they are very distinct from each other, right? They have different features. They have different colors. They have different, uh, even personalities in some of them. They'll get to be different sizes. Golden Retrievers will get to be pretty big. The Bichon Freeze and the Jack Russell Terrier will be considerably smaller. But there's a lot of things in life that when you start to, to look at them or smell them or touch them or interact with them, you realize that these things have distinct qualities from one another. And one of those things, again, is our faith. So as we start to talk about one of the things that makes our faith distinct from the beliefs of others, the, the, the faiths of other people, turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to be in verses 8 and 9. And I wonder if you have ever asked this question in some way, shape, or form have you ever asked the question, "Am I good enough? am I good enough?" and maybe you're like, "No, not, not really, but here's what I mean it could it could come in a lot of different areas right uh, for me, I remember i would I would oftentimes well I wouldn't really study, okay? I would kind of pretend to study, but really I'd be in my room like playing video games or sleeping or something, right? But my parents thought I was studying, and I would get the next day to the test or to the pop quiz, and I would look down at that sheet of paper and the questions that it was asking me, and I would know immediately I am not smart enough for this test, right? Like I do not have the answers for this these things that they are asking me. Uh, or, or maybe you felt it, so maybe you felt like, am I smart enough? Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe you felt it in sports, right? Another time, I I remember in middle school, I tried out for the middle school basketball team over at Hillcrest Middle. Go, uh, what are we, Wildcats? Shout out, oh, man! I was such a school spirited person, and I tried out for basketball. I'm five foot two right now. It was, it was even worse then, and it did not happen, right? Not, but I was asking, like, man, am I good enough to make the team? Am I athletic enough? Am I tall enough? Do I have the, the dribbles, the handles? Do I have... Yeah, I had none of it, okay? So they, they cut me. I didn't make it past the first cut. Maybe you've, you've asked yourself that, like, am I, am I good enough in sports? Am I athletic enough? Do I have what it takes? Or maybe you have some friendships where you're asking, like, man, I don't know, this person doesn't seem to be a really good friend. Maybe I'm not a good friend. And you're wondering, am I, am I a good enough friend? Or you're just trying to find a friend, and that's been a real struggle for you lately. And you're asking, what's, like, what's wrong with me? Where do I not measure up in this area? It could also be uh, in, your, in your families, where you just feel like the things that you do are never good enough to please your parents or whoever it is that you, you live with. You just feel like you can't quite measure up to that. And then maybe, maybe even a little bit deeper, this is a question that I struggled with and thought through for a really long time in my life, was when it comes to God and when it comes to my faith, Like I, I, I know that he loves me, at least that's what the Bible says, and people who are older than me would say. And, and I, I know like he doesn't hold any of my sins against me, but am I really good enough for God? Am I good enough not just for him to love me, but like, you know, in my mind I was thinking, like, am I good enough to, the one day like God's actually going to accept me and, and let me like be with him for all of eternity? Have you ever asked that question? Am I good enough for God? Because as much as we know about God, we also know a lot about ourselves too. And we know the places where we mess up. We know the places where we make mistakes. We know the places where we fall short. We know, at least to some extent, the depths of our sin. Have you ever wondered, is, maybe this is actually keeping me from God. Maybe this is why I'm not experiencing the life that he calls me to. Man, well, if you've ever asked that question, or if you start to ask that question in your faith at some point, these words from the Apostle Paul carry so much weight and freedom and, and good news for us this morning. The Apostle Paul was the guy that wrote this book, or really Ephesians is actually a letter. He wrote this letter uh, that we now call Ephesians, and, and he was a guy who had made a lot of mistakes. He's a guy who had messed up a whole lot. In fact, he was, uh, he was a murderer. He had participated in murders. He, he was actually somebody who had murdered so that the Christian faith would not expand, so that people who believed and followed Jesus would not tell others to believe and follow Jesus. So not only was he like was he a part of murdering people and putting them in prison, but it was so that the good news of the gospel would not go forward. He was, like, against God, like, in in his actions, and doing, doing it, he didn't realize this, but, like, he was, he knew what he was doing as far as stopping the message of Jesus, and yet he has this encounter with God where Man, as much as he knew the depths of his sin, and he actually talks about it in in his writings in the New Testament. He talks about being the chief of sinners, the biggest of sinners, the biggest sinner in the room. He knew all the things that he had done. If there was anybody who could have been asking, am I good enough? Like, what what do I need to do to earn back trust and favor with God? What do I need to do to get God's love? How good do I have to be? Maybe you've asked questions like that. If there's anybody who might have been asking that question, man, Paul might be front in that line. He might be the first person trying to seek an answer to that question. But there was something that he seemed to understand. Some part of, of who God is and how God interacts and relates with us that Paul seemed to be able to grasp to where that idea that I, I struggled with for years, am I good enough? It wasn't seemingly something that Paul was, was thinking too much about. And here is what... Here's what he knew about God. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine, it says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. You get that? Paul and Me and maybe some of you in this room, we could spend a ton of time asking, am I good enough? What do I have to do to earn God's favor? But here's what Paul is trying to help us understand. It's what Jesus came to to deliver to us, to bring to us, to offer to us. It's that God's grace is not something that you can earn. It's not something you can work hard enough for. It's not something you just learn the right things and now you, you have it. It's not that you just better yourself. No, no, no. He's, he says specifically, it's a gift from God. You are saved not by your own doing, so that nobody can boast. There's nobody on this earth who can say, hey, God loves me because here's the long list of things that I've done. No, the only way we get to say that God loves us, that God forgives us, that God is our help, that God accepts us, is because He has given us a gift. He's given us grace. Grace is something given to us that we do not deserve, that we cannot earn, that we cannot work for. In fact, here's kind of an expanded definition of, of grace. Grace is the freely given love, forgiveness, acceptance, and help of God. The freely given that there's nothing you can do to earn it, there's nothing you can do to, to have it taken away. It's it's a free gift. But, man, I, I know if, if you're like me that you've been trapped in, yeah, but I, I haven't read my Bible since, or I, I haven't prayed. I can't remember the last time I prayed. Or, man, I know the things I said to my brother or my sister or my mother or my father. I know the thoughts that I think on a daily basis. I know all the junk that's going on in my life. How in the world could God love me? But that's how grace works. See, when we talked about Jesus last week, we said that he was distinct. He was fully God and fully man. And what he came to do on this earth was live a perfect life so he could be the perfect, the perfect sacrifice for you and for me so that we might be offered this gift of grace. Man, and this is so different. You might be asking, "So what, what?" I've heard this all my life. What makes this different? Well, ask anybody else who follows any other faith, any other religion. And here's what they'll say is the way to earn God's favor or, to, or to, to be made right with God is that you have to do something, that you have to pray five times a day, or you have to make sure that you never say a wrong word. And if you do, then you need to go to confession or they, they have a laundry list of things that you must do if you want to be right with God. If you want to reach perfection, if you want to reach nirvana, if you want to reach whatever their idea of heaven is and whoever their idea of God is, you have to earn it. You have to work for it. And the reality is, isn't that how, like, everything in life works? In fact, I think that that's how, that's why we get so caught up in, man, am I good enough? I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something more. Is because your grades and your athletics and human relationships that are broken and imperfect. Everything else in our life takes work. It requires us to do something. This is the only thing in life that truly is free. It's God's grace. The four things that were actually in that definition are four things I wanna expand on really quick because you might be saying, okay, God's grace, man, that's, that's awesome. It's free, it's a gift, but like what, what is it? Well, here's at least part of what it is, Right? God's free gift of grace to you is his freely gifted love. That no matter who you are or what you've done or what you will do, that God, the creator of the universe, loves you. And some of you barely experience, it, experience true love in your home life. But there's a God who created you and knows all your ins and outs and all your junk and all the stuff and everything that you've been through and that you're going through, and he still loves you. So much so that he sent his son to die for you. It's freely gifted. Freely gifted love. It's freely gifted forgiveness. Part of the reason we often struggle with am I good enough again is because we know all the places where we fall short. I could give you endless things that I messed up on this week. But regardless of the sin that we've committed or the sin that we will commit, God offers us freely his forgiveness, and his forgiveness is unlike anyone else's. Because when it's human forgiveness, it's imperfect. It's imperfect. When it's human forgiveness, we're not always, we're not always quick to forgive. And, and a lot of times we have that thing in the back of our mind and we can't quite drop it. And so every time we think about you, even though we say that we've forgiven you, that still comes up and we're like, uh, yeah, but I'm not going to trust you with this. But God's forgiveness is full and perfect and complete, and it's freely offered to me and to you. The third piece that we're talking about this morning, and there is a, a bunch of different things we could talk about when it comes to God's grace, but is his acceptance Man, some of us in this room, we're we're willing to do whatever it takes to get accepted because we are desperate for a friend, desperate for somebody to say, you're welcome here, desperate for somebody to accept us for who we are. Meanwhile, God is freely offering his acceptance to you. It's so much so that the Bible tells us that not not only does God like, yeah, he's, he's cool to be like, be with us. No, no, no. God brings us into his family. We are adopted as sons and daughters into the family of God. That's how much God accepts us. He's not like, hey, man, you could come hang out on the front porch every now and then. No, 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 no. Come live in my house with me. That's how much God accepts you. And you don't have to do anything to earn it. Think about how crazy that is. And then the fourth thing for this morning is God's help. He freely offers his help. And maybe for you, part of the reason that you've been asking this question like, am I good enough, is because you're in some tough circumstances and you're wondering, when's God gonna show up and what's going on here and does he even care? And yeah, but man, when we read the scriptures, we see that God is an ever present help, that everywhere we go, that he is right there with us, that at any point that we have need, we can turn to him and ask. And he may not answer in the exact way that we want him to. He's got his ways, and we're humans, not able to understand all of those and how that works, but he will help you. He is our help. He is present with us in all the things that we're going through. And it might mean that he's helping you by shifting your perspective. It might mean that he's directly answering a prayer. It might mean that he's trying to help you see a little bit more of who he is, but he is our help. And he offers that freely to us. That's grace. That's a free gift. That's what Jesus offers us that nobody else offers us. Man, so what would it look like for you if that weight, maybe even when I asked the question, you already knew. Oh boy, here we go. The weight of, am I good enough? The weight of, what do I have to do? Where do I have to perform? What do I have to know? How strong do I have to be? What do I have to go through? No, 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 no. What if that weight was completely gone? And you and I started to live from the truth that Paul knew about God's grace, that, it, that grace is free. Grace is a gift. Grace is not something that we can do enough for. Maybe I ha- haven't said it yet, but the answer to your question, am I enough, is no. We're not. None of us are good enough on our own for God. And that's why we need Jesus. And thank God that we have him. Thank God that he came. And now you and me get to live from God's grace. Man, that's good. So if you're in this room and you feel that weight but you know I'm I'm a believer you know, like I, I've trusted God, I've, I've submitted to him, but maybe you're just in a season where you're not living from the reality that, of, of God's grace. Man, what would it look like for you to, to have that mindset shift and know, no, I'm not enough, but Jesus is, and he's enough for me. Man, what, what would that look like? If you're somebody else in this room, though, who maybe you've been asking that question in a lot of different ways, like, am I enough in this area? Am I enough in that area? If there is a God, would I be enough for him? Maybe you just needed to know that the answer is, no, you're not enough for him, but that's why he sent Jesus. What, what would it mean for you to trust him today? Maybe for the first time. And, and start living your life in a way that you live from this freedom, and not trying to do and work up things on your own. We don't have to do. Because everything's already been done for us by Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, man, I know all the places. Not, not all the places. I don't know. I probably couldn't even begin. You, you could know all the places, though, where I fall short. But I, I do know some of them. And God, sometimes it still leaves me in a place where, man, I, I just can't believe I can't believe that you love me despite all my failures. Like, you, you love me through them. God, I, I am so thankful for your, your grace, for this free gift. And, I, God, we just ask today that if there are others in this room who feel the weight of, man, am I good enough? I know where I've fallen short. Would you just let your grace overflow on them? Would they taste and see that this free gift is real and that it is so good there's nothing they can do to earn it nothing they've done to deserve it it's all because of you we thank you for your grace this morning in jesus name we pray amen Amen.